Okay, so Bezras Hashem, tonight we're going to be continuing with our weekly series of Shirim on the Torah of the Goyen and the Tzaddik of Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita, titled Entering the Sea of Wisdom. And Bezras Hashem, according to my calculations, we're on Shir number 42, which corresponds to the Shem Membez, which the Rebbe talks so often about. In fact, the Vilna Goen points out in the beginning of Pasha Shemos, that Ve'ela Shemos B'nei Yisrael, the entire descent into exile, is ultimately connected to the 42-letter name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which corresponds to that tefillah of Anabakoach, which, as the Rebbe has taught us, is Teshuka. That the shame Mem in contradistinction to the shame Ayin Beis, which is the shame of Kriyas Yamsuf, which is associated with Bittal and Chesed, because Av, Ayin Beis, is the Gematria of Chesed, the shame membez is always about ascent. It's the shame, it's the anabakoach tefillah from Dechunu ben Akana that's said in between worlds. When a person is trying to go up from one level to the next, it's the fire of the angels that are kind of burning the engine of desire, which is born out of a sense of lack. And the descent into Mitzrayim, the Vundagon points out, is ultimately to cultivate this awareness of lack, this awareness of chuka, to yearn towards Matan Torah, which is the giloy of the shame ayin beis, which is why ve'ela, of Ve'ele Shemos is the Gematria 42. And I just saw they sent out the Rebbe Shalashudas Trasha from this week, which was somewhat incomprehensible to me. Um, the Rebbe, in Tavshin Pei, the Rebbe spoke based on the Megala Mukos, and this year he spoke also on the Megala Mukos. Um, but a lot of this was about how there's a shame Membez within the shame Ayembez as well. There's Chuka, there's desire that exists even within satisfaction and a chuka and a yearning desire to connect to something which even survives the experience of connecting to it, which we know already is an akuda yesodit by the Torah of the Rebbe. So Be'ezus Hashem, as the 42nd week of doing this, we should be zoichet to, to chap just a little bit of connecting to that shame membez, that vidibarta bum, that, that ability to speak about bum, which is the, the or of the shame membez of anabakayach. So what they've printed in the last few weeks or really it was two weeks, the shirim that the Rebbe has given on the beginning in the introduction and Parshas Parashas in the Zohar HaKadosh. Now, I don't know when these were given. My assumption is they were given a long time ago, a number of years ago. But what we have nowadays, Baruch Hashem, is more and more Talmidim are beginning to publish more and more. And they're adding, they're adding to the weekly pamphlets. They're looking to publish Svarim, Svarim Shonim, the Rebbe Shirim on Sichos Haran already. The Rebbe's Torah on the Sefer Bris Menucha is ready. The Rebbe's Perish on Ruchavasanar is ready. The Rebbe's Perish on Chaim Haran is ready. The Rebbe's Perish on Shar Kavanos is ready. On Eitz Chaim Kadisha. And it's all just a question of, you know, Kalim. The Or is there, but the question is the Kalim, which Bezer Sashem, you know, will be there. But the Shirim and the Zohar Kadush have also been coming out lately. And what we're going to look at is a certain Nakuda that the Rebbe talks about in a parish on Zohar Kadush Parsha Shemois, Daf Beis Aleph, which is the, the secret of the Kan Sipor, which is the secret of the nest of the bird, which is very much associated in the Zohar Kadush with the Oiris of Mashiach, with the Oiris of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. What the Rebbe is going to focus on here in an incredibly beautiful way is that um, that the Iker, the Iker Nekuda in being Mamshech Mashiach into the world, and the Iker Tzvila that we have to have is that there should be no machlokas, no difficulty involved in the bringing of Mashiach. 
And as certain tzaddikim have already said that the tsaros of Goy Gumagog were mevutl, betachl sabitl already, according to the Naim Elimelech, and according to different tzaddikim, according to many tzaddikim, we have already experienced the Muhammad of Goy Gumagog, that the Jewish people are already at the stage of after the battle. And we also know that the Rebbe points out very often from the Sefer Haganus, the, the scroll of secrets that Rabbi Nachman gave over to two of his Talmidim in a wagon, and it was hidden for a very long time and recently uncovered through the work of the Maharash, as well as certain, you know, scholars who are within the realm of Kedusha, of Simark, Shlita. And what they pointed out is that in the Rebbe's, in, in Rabbi Nachman's description of Via Samashiach and the prophetic or Ruach HaKodesh thoughts about the coming of Mashiach, there's no mention of Gogu Magog highlighting the fact that for Rabbi Nachman and for the tzaddikim, you know, there's a way of being mevatel, that klipa of goigumogog, and, and being able to anticipate and wait for the or of Mashiach, b'shalom, with peace, like Rabbi Nachman writes in Chaim Maharan, that be'emes, you know, Mashiach is going to come and, and nobody's going to know any difference about it. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen without any noise, without anything overwhelming taking place. It's just going to be a nekuda of kacha. This is what has happened. One moment Mashiach wasn't here, the next moment Mashiach is here. Rabbi Nachman adds elsewhere in a beautiful teaching, he says that when Mashiach comes into the world, most people are going to be very confused and overwhelmed and be in a state of bahala. But my people, says Rabbi Nachman, who have spent some time talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on their own in his this, they're not going to be so overwhelmed because they've already gotten used to that language, that private language with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the tachlis is to be mamshuk the or of Mashiach, and to be mevatel, the machlokes, and all of the, the milchamos that come along with Mashiach. We know from the Chidush Yarim, the Rebbe doesn't bring this down, but the Chidush Yarim says, that you want to understand what the Mechama Ogogu Magog is when it comes to trying to understand what we need to do. It's the ability for a Jewish individual to force themselves to have Kavana in Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. That the difficulty we have of paying attention to that first Pasuk of Shema by the Yichud Ilah is really what Goigu Magog is. And, and you know, Lev Yadeh Maras Nafsha, we all can understand this. But the Rebbe continues, and he says, it must be that at this point, when he was giving shear on this Zohar, they were also giving shear on the Shar HaKavanos of Arab Shabbos. And what the Rebbe points out is that the entire sugya of Arab Shabbos, as pointed out by the Emekamelech and different tzaddikim, is the sugya of Via Samashiach, right? It's the time where we're capable of tasting the food of Shabbos, even during the week. It's the time where a person can be moisif on the whole and transform the whole into Shabbos. All of our tzaddikim unanimously describe the time period that we're living in as the time period of Erev Shabbos. We also spoke about in the Shirim on Erev Shabbos that there's certain halachos by Erev Shabbos, that if I'm running around like a madman in the marketplace and I damage somebody's goods on a certain level, I'm patur. I'm no longer liable because that's the nature of Erev Shabbos. One should expect that things are going to get broken. One should expect that things are going to be sped up and difficult and stuck in a bahala. But nevertheless, the Rebbe points out that what we see by the Kavanos of Erev Shabbos is that everything has to be b'mizug harotli. Everything has to be in its delicate measurements. You can't have too much and you can't have too little. And the example that the Rebbe gives is the Kavanos of taking a warm shower, of being toivel and mayim chamen, taking a warm shower in Erev Shabbos, which the Arizal provides profound meditations and intentions for, which is 
pushing down the darkness of the week, allowing it to kind of be burnt off through the warm water. But the Rebbe points out on a very practical level, but we can't have a machlokas with regards to this, right? It can't be too hot and it can't be too cold. Dugma be'erev Shabbos Kodesh as an example of Erev Shabbos where a person takes a shower in warm water to get rid of those difficulties of the week the mayim cannot be too hot and it can't be too cold. It has to be just right for a person. And that's representative of the entire process of Mashiach coming. The Rebbe then goes on and he describes that this Zohar HaKadosh is talking about the way that we rectify our levushim. Everything about Erev Shabbos is a time of preparing our clothing, preparing the garments that we're going to wear. And the Rebbe asks a question, levushim, garments are external. They represent things that we hope for in the future. They represent ways of expression externally. When I get dressed, depending on what I want to wear, it's not for myself, but rather it's for the sake of kavod. It's for the sake of other people's recognition. Right? Chazal referred to clothing as kavod itself because clothes are only necessary vis-a-vis -vis the other person. I care about what I'm wearing vis-a-vis -vis what another person's assumption about me is going to be. And B'derach Klal, these levushim are separate from the essence. There's levush and there's etzem. There's the garment of expression and there's the essence that rests underneath the garment. Yet the Rebbe points out that we learn in all of the kavanos of Erev Shabbos that there's such an emphasis placed on clarifying the levushim and the kalim themselves. And so what's this all about? What is it about that we focus so much on the kalim and the levushim on Erev Shabbos? And what the Rebbe is going to point out to us is that ultimately the depth of Penimia Satoira and the depth of Hasidus in particular, is that when we learn Kabbalah, when a person approaches Pneumia Satayra, there's a very deep distinction between vessels and lights. There's a big distinction between the essence and the expression, that the levush is inessential and the etzem is essential. But there's a secret that comes into the world with the giloy of the Balsham Tafakadosh that reveals that in the deepest level, even the kalim themselves, even the levushim themselves, contain within themselves a spark of the essence. That in spite of the fact that we make a distinction between the way we express ourselves externally, which is not rooted in a deep understanding of who we are versus who we feel we are in our innermost point in our hearts. Nevertheless, the chiddish of the Balsham Tafakadosh, the chiddish of is that even the kalim are oirois. Even the kalim and the levushim themselves, those expressive containers, they contain within themselves the sparks of spirituality they're trying to reveal. Now, this is already mavuar in the Arizal itself, that we see in Sharha Ikudim that the kalim are simply the congealed element of light and that there's really two types of light. There's a thin light and there's a more coarse light. And that coarse light, the more coarse it becomes, it transforms itself into vessels, revealing that even the vessels are still only light in their core. But it was really with the novelty of Hasidus and the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. It's specifically the Piyazetz Nareba Hashem Yim Kamdomo in his Mavoy Sha'arim, and the Rebbe quotes this numerous times. He brings this down also in his Maimer about the Chiddush of Hasidus vis-a-vis -vis Kabbalah in Derech Eitzchayim, where the Piyazetz Nareba Hashem Yim Kamdomo writes that the Iker Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh in relationship to what the Arizal revealed was that for the Arizal, there was a distinction between Oiris and Kalim, between lights and vessels. But comes along the Baal Shem Tov and he shows us that the MS, that distinction is not so real, that in the depth of themselves, the Kalim themselves are the etzem, the essence, in a new way. 
And what this means for us is radical because everything we feel which is inessential and distant from the essential point of or in our lives, the things that we tend to look at as bidi evads, the things we tend to look at as insignificant deviations away from the core goal that we're meant to cultivate are in truth going to be revealed to actually have been the essence themselves. That all of those places, all of those things, all of those times where a person feels that they're wasting their time or they're not engaged in the real thing because they don't feel it or because their heart is not with them or because they don't have the proper amuna in it at that moment, via Samashiach is going to be Magala Milsalim Afrei. It's going to reveal retroactively that we were always with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even our Levushim were with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this, the Rebbe points out, is the Ikr Nukudas Hadas. The Ikr Nukudas Hadas is to understand that the letters themselves become the vehicle through which we understand that which is beyond the letters. We don't throw the letters away. We don't get rid of the Levushim, but the Levushim themselves are there to reveal to us the Oiris that rests inside of them. And even though in the beginning, the Rebbe says, those Levushim appear to be external and disconnected from the light, Nevertheless, in the depth of it, the light is always already there. Now, it's not revealed, so the Rebbe gives a mashal. He says, Rosh Hashiva sees a bachar in Yeshiva, and he sees kishronos, he sees capacities in this Talmud, and he knows this Talmud is going to be a gadol hador one day. In spite of the fact that this Talmud has absolutely no idea what's going to be of him, the moichen of the rav, the moichen of the teacher, is capable of seeing something that is present on a potential level, in spite of the fact that it's not revealed yet. And that's the entire avoid of via Samashiach to come to realize that even though the Levushim appear to be externalized and devoid of the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu and secondary in the spiritual quest, nevertheless, in the core, they represent an idealized way of encountering HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is what the Rebbe points out. He says as follows. This is what's explained. This is what's explained in the Balhatanya throughout the first volume of Lukute Amarim Tanya, who explains the beginning of a person's life, there's a machloikas between their godly soul and their animalistic soul. The desire to ascend on high and the desire to descend down low. The desire to be ethereal without physicality and the desire to be physical without any spirituality. But there are cloud, there's a machlokas. That's the status of a bainani, that's the average individual, that's the in-betweener who experiences life straddled between those two edges. And the Rebbe points out that it's not only the nefesh abahamis or the nefesh alukus, but this can be mapped on to the coordinates of what the Arizal writes as well in Eitz Chaim, that these two elements are zaranthan and Nukva. This is the masculine tendency within our neshama is the nefesh elokis, that's the shem ma, that's the shem havaya, that's spelled out full with alephs, which is the gematria of Adam. And then the nefesh abahamis is the lower level of malchus, which is the shem havaya, which is spelled out without any milui, which is referred to as the shem ban, which is the gematria of 52, which is just a doubled shem havaya, which is the gematria of behema. So the Adam and the behema are in a machlokas. There's a machlokas between two ways that a Kaddish Baruch reveals himself. And our job, says the Rebbe, and our job is to allow the light of the moichin, to allow the light of consciousness to illuminate those lower parts of ourselves. Now, what are those lower parts of ourselves? So the Balatanya explains that each and every person has levushim to their etzem hanishama. There are garments that we wear on our souls. What are these garments? These garments are machshava, dibor, and maisa, thought, speech, and action. 
the way we interact with the world, the way we think about the world, the way we feel about the world, those are levushim, those are not who we are in our essence. Our essence is beyond thought, beyond language, beyond action. Yet nevertheless, the job is to shine the light of the etzem, to shine the light of that which is essential on the thought, speech, or action, which appears to be inessential, to reveal ultimately that it's specifically the levushim, the thought, the speech, or the action that I engage in, which continues to bear the truest mark of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light in my life. Because in truth, our job is to be metaken through the moichin and to receive and we shine that light of the mochin into the thought, the speech, or the action of practical engagement. But in truth, don't be mistaken and think that the main purpose is to ascend and only connect to the essence. Any avoda that we do down here is in truth higher than the avoda that will be experienced up there. Which means to say that even the levushim, the machshava, the dibor, and the maisa, those things, those garments which appear to be inessential are in truth going to be more valuable than the essence itself. Because the Torah and the mitzvah, because the actions that a person does down here in this world, which a person thinks are only garments, in the end, this in and of itself is going to be transformed and be revealed that it was always the essence of whatever that level of essence means of godliness. Not only that, but the levushim and the concealing elements of our lives are going to be the engine that drives the expression of the essence of godliness, which is much higher than simply a world of etzem without levushim. This is what the Rebbe has always spoken about, that we descend from the higher level, we go down into the lower level to reveal that the lower level is what brings us to a level that's even higher than the higher level. That's we reach the level of Giloy of Ak, we reach that level of Keser, that world where we're above and below at once, where my body, my physicality, my experience down here in constriction is representative and reflective of a deeper light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu than what I could have ever experienced without being down here. We raise things up to a higher level. And it continues going higher and higher. And in truth, the constriction that we engage in down here, the Torah and the mitzvot, which is made out of physical matter and being human, all of this is ultimately to reveal higher and higher and higher. And even though the levushim that we experience now, ourselves that we experience now, are not on that level, but nevertheless, it's still susceptible to that. And it exists in its potential form. And and the svara of Chazal, that anything that maintains the potential of being transformed into something is considered in that moment as representing that thing. So what the Rebbe is pointing out is that even though the Levushim and all of the experiences down here appear to be devoid of the light of the essence, appear to be devoid of that light of the intellect of the Tainu Ka'amiti of Bittu B'Metzius, nevertheless, the very fact that things stand at the ready to be revealed in the future Future to be part and parcel of godly expression in this world, so we can look at our lives in this present moment and say, HaKadosh Baruch is here with us as well.
that even in the distinction and the distortion and the concealment, even as we sit in it prior to revelation, we can draw down the light of the intellect into the mind to realize that we can taste the future in the present and we can be mahapich, the levushim themselves and the kalim themselves into an or of elikus, into a light of godliness, which reveals that the light of godliness is so strong that it can even express itself down here in the lowest of places, Be'ezrus Hashem.